Great to have you with us. Uh, we are uh, in for Glenn again today. Glenn will be back uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Exciting stuff. I can't wait. I can't wait for Glenn to be back and, and bless us with all of the knowledge he's acquired over, over Christmas vacation. I'm sure it's been interesting. You know, it's fascinating. Glenn's like, uh-huh. he's one of those guys. I know me and you are, or you and I are not at all like this, but like he's the guy that's just posting constantly on social media while on vacation. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. No, I, I think I posted. I think I posted once, which was just a because I happened to be in an airport and I saw a bunch of luggage, and I thought, can I take one of these and get offered a job managing our nuclear waste, uh, or do I have to wear prettier shoes first? That was my only and lipstick <laughs> and lipstick. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. No one really seemed to have the answer of what the process is. Hmm. Uh, but. That was the only thing. I was the only but time you chose not to. And you I, chose not to take the luggage. Right. Well, let's 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 see how that plays okay. out. But All right. uh, but you know, I did check social media social media a few times, and it was like every other day. It's like Glenn, new new post from Glenn. Glenn's just <laughs> he's guy. He's just an amazing guy. He just he'll just keep yep. going. He doesn't. There's never a stopping point for the guy. Nope. Bizarre situation last night on Monday Night Football. Uh, potentially tragic, but hopefully uh, the person involved will pull through. But they stopped the uh, they stopped the NFL game for the first time I've ever seen, and just didn't play it uh, after a 24 year old safety just collapsed after a tackle. Uh, we'll get into that. Talk about what happened there. Uh, and a lot more coming up in 60 seconds. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Last night on Monday Night Football. Uh, Damar, is it Damar Hamlin? Yeah. Yeah. Damar Hamlin uh, made a tackle. He... He he was just I mean it was a routine tackle yeah it looked like totally uh, routine tackle running good. back ran into him uh, it kind of hit him in the chest maybe leveled his either helmet or shoulder pads and and kind of hit him in the chest and uh, Hamlin wrapped his arms around him and they both went down Hamlin got right back up and then he stumbled backward and fell to the ground and had Incredible. had a cardiac arrest it's really strange twenty four years old healthy athlete. But you heard some explanations about what that might have been about. Yeah, the, I mean, there's obviously everyone's going to become a hard expert over the next couple of days. I will attempt mm-hmm. to to not go down that road. I mean, I was looking listening to and there's a former NFL team doctor that I you know follow on social media, and 
he did a broadcast about it and and talking about the most likely outcomes obviously they're going to go and look at this and look at every possibility and we should we should of course investigate every possibility mm-hmm. um there's this thing commodio cordis which i of course don't I'm not an expert and I don't know really anything about, to be clear, not, not much of a heart surgeon. I mean, I do occasional heart surgeries on the side, you know, I mean, like just, mm-hmm. just, you know, like a more Weekends. of a weekend guy, yeah. you know, I don't do it for a living, right. but you know, uh, I'll do some, you know, stuff for charity. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like discount surgery, discount heart sur- surgery. Yeah. Like I try to yeah. keep it, like, keep good. the price down for people who need it. Yeah. You know, um, but. Uh, <laughs> so if you can't, if you can't actually afford somebody who went to med school. Right then they call you yeah i mean that, and that's what's amazing about stuff like youtube you really can learn almost anything <laughs> and so if you if you happen to be someone in that position like hey i need uh-huh. some major heart surgery and i only have saturday open my doctor won't do it or you just aren't insured you know i can i can probably help you out but that's really just yeah. that's a side thing for me okay. um, the only reason i know anything about this at all in all seriousness is because i was a little league coach and so, like, and I remember, as, you know, when I was in Little League when I was a kid, like, they threw you out on the field. You stood 10 inches away from aluminum bats striking the ball at your head. Mm-hmm. They barely even made you wear helmets while you were batting. Mm-hmm. As a parent. If you wanted water, you were a sissy. You were a sissy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all that stuff. Uh-huh. As a parent, uh, things have changed quite a bit. Uh, a lot of safety precautions taken uh, you know from incidents right like an incident happens and then you know these safety precautions face of you know fall throughout the entire world and so when i was a kid you know my my son playing little league and i was coaching they i had never seen this before i had a kid um but you now as a little leaguer in most areas have to wear like a chest protector on the mound so, like, you know, this is in T-ball, right? You're five and six years old. You're wearing a ch- not a chest protector and, and a some sort of facial guard, right? Yeah. Like, almost a football helmet Yep. Uh, on the mound, which, again, this was not the case when I was a kid. No, me when I was a kid, we were doing kid pitch at this age, and just, just line shots were coming back at your head, and you were yep. just supposed to move. Duck. Right. Duck. Get out of the way. That's what the whole point is. <laughs> you, you get hit in the head with it? Right. Put some dirt on it. Yeah. Let's go. So. Uh, ru- walk it off. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah, rub some dirt in it. Move, you know, move on with your yep. life. Walk it off. Yep. Um, now, of course, apparently they tried that with somebody at some point, and they couldn't move on with their life. So, <laughs> what they, a sissy! Right? That was, Who was this sissy that ruined baseball I for us? I don't know. Oh man, I want to hear from them. But they put on a chest protector because of this particular thing, which is incredibly—it's very rare, but it does happen to athletes. It happens mostly in athletes and car accidents. Those are the two the two times it happens. But basically, hmm. it's blunt. A blunt object, in this case a helmet, uh, sometimes a baseball, sometimes a steering wheel, uh, hits you in the chest at the, it's, it can't even just be a chest hit. It has to happen at the exact time during the heartbeat that it, it, like, you know, they have a chart of it, which I've seen over the past 24 hours, where like, you know, you see that little like, you know, Mm -hmm. EKG, it has to be at the exact moment. Like there's like a, you know, a, a 10 millisecond area that if it hits right then, it can. It's not like a, a typical heart attack. It's cardiac arrest. It's different, and it can. It's not like a systemic heart problem with the person. Where like if you know you you know we we all we have of course Jeffy here who who works here who mm-hmm. has a you know, weekly heart attacks. What's the at this point is it weekly or biweekly? It's bi- biweekly. Biweekly heart yeah. attacks, mm-hmm. and you know the, and I love Jeffy and we, he had a really scary. 
he did incident a few years ago where he had a really bad heart attack because of a blockage and you know mm-hmm. i don't know all of his arteries would be my guess but so this has nothing to do with it's that it's not like that it's not like you you know you just a, a freak accident that stopped his heart for some reason yeah it basically just just if it hits at this mm-hmm. moment it, the <clears throat> the heart just turns off and if you can get the heart beating again very quickly, usually people recover from it. Mm-hmm. That's what we're hoping happened here. The, the doctor who was a uh, former NFL team doctor basically said, look, it, it, the best place to collapse from a heart from a heart issue like this is in a hospital. The second best place is probably on the field in an NFL game because there's so many people right there looking at all of this with all the best equipment available to go immediately. And and they did get to him quickly and got his heart beating back on the field. He gave him CPR. Which is crucial. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, they, they had, someone had mentioned they had held the ambulance for the mom to get through the stadium and come down so that she could go. And they were like, that's a really good sign. Like, if, if your vitals are back... And they're holding and they said an ambulance. All his vital signs were normal yeah, by they, the time he got to right. the hospital. Uh, so. so that's really positive. Yeah. I think, you know, they're. I don't know how he's still in critical condition, though. They yeah, said critical but stable, but all his vitals were normal. It's kind of weird that he'd be in critical condition. Yeah, I mean, look, it was really bad. Just to was watch, bad. you know, yeah, taking out of, of the cause sickening. of it and all that, like watching the broadcast, you just don't see multiple NFL players on the field sobbing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Praying, sobbing. Uh, praying, sobbing. Like, uh, it was really disturbing to watch. And it was, you know, it's the thing that the NFL has. And again, I've never seen them stop a game no. like that and just stop playing and, okay, go home. Yeah. Oh, really? Of all the injuries we've seen, we've seen people be, you know, yeah. su- somewhat paralyzed. Daryl Stingley got yeah. paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. They didn't stop the game. They didn't stop the game. They take him off the field and they keep going. There was a player back in, I think it was the late 50s, early 60s uh, on the Detroit Lions who had a heart attack during the game and died on the field. Ooh. And they continued the game. Oh, my god! <laughs> they finished the game. So, I didn't realize an NFL player had ever died on the field. It's been a long time. I wow. think it was a, I think the hmm. cause for that one was like an undiagnosed blockage in an artery. Like it was like a normal mm-hmm. heart attack. This is something totally different. Is it just cardiac arrest? Well, you know, and it's, it's important to hear the explanation because the, otherwise the speculation begins. Oh yeah. And you know? that- I mean, that's all I want. I want to hear the explanation of a healthy 24 year old who has cardiac arrest on the field for no reason and then, you know, and it sounds reasonable. Okay, that does happen. And and then you don't have the speculation going on that it's, you know, and, whatever. And look, we all know what happens to people on social media when you speculate um, uh, on stuff like this. But, like, it should, you should, A, should be able to speculate. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it may... This is an initial report from a doctor who was watching it on television, right? Yeah. And there's and, and and look, I think we are at the point with uh, all of the stuff that wherever you are on it, mm-hmm. when it comes to you know, obviously like there's a lot of speculation about the vaccine and all that. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are on it, you're going to remain there. No amount of evidence is going to push you one iota of a of an inch in any direction. I, I think that's where everybody is. So I I don't know. If there's all that much value, but. I do think all that stuff should be, everything should be looked at. Like, mm-hmm. this is the type of story that, like, we will get a lot of initial reports and people will find what they want to find. Uh, they will also not find what they don't want to find. Like, everyone's going to find in these initial reports kind of something that supports what they believe, I think. 
That being said, over a long period of time, you do get, I think, real reporting on this and real information, and hopefully we find more answers. Because I think everyone has quite, like, it's a very strange incident, and it's not something that mm-hmm. I think it, it is, you know, really weird. Very weird, and understandable that people would have questions. I, uh-huh. I do, like, whether this was the uh, Commodio Cordis or something else. Like we know that does exist. It has. It does happen to players. It does mm-hmm. happen to people in car accidents. You know, it happens obviously to at least. I feel like it's like the, uh, the you got to X-ray your candy type of thing. I don't know if it happened like one time or if it was like common. But I know that my kid looked like a football player on the mound, uh, playing little league ball, uh, <laughs> while kids were hitting tee balls at three miles an hour, uh, toward him. Uh, for some reason, I assume at some point, mm-hmm. uh, this was a concern. So. You know, you look at this stuff, and we won't. We're never going to get. We're never going to get answers that please everybody to the stuff. I think what's interesting, though, is there has mm. been a a long time fear in the NFL that this could be the type of thing that everyone's sitting around their television, having a nice family moment, watching an NFL game, and someone drops dead on the field because maybe more of like a really rough hit or something else like i think that was more of the fear right someone just gets absolutely destroyed and hits their head and and dies right like something of that nature but like the nfl has been terrified of this there was a profile of of roger goodell that who's the commissioner of the nfl and he the 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 title of it was like roger goodell is terrified that someone's going to die on the field during a game like that was the title of the profile like this is like their well they've had they've had to battle the CTE thing for years now and i think that yeah. scared the crap out of them and so yeah somebody dying on the field can you imagine that that could conceivably shut down the NFL it's and it's the type of thing that the, there are a lot of enemies of the, of the NFL this mm-hmm. is a, a a masculine game it is a a a, a, a part of our culture that is it is literally called American football, right? It is that mm-hmm. key to the culture of the United States. It is the most watched show every year. It is the most watched show every week. It is uh, as central to the American culture as anything else. It is that big of a deal. And if you don't think that there are plenty of enemies towards something that is that central to our culture... Especially, I mean, like, the left wants to shut down everything that is American culture. Did you see the movie on, what was it called, Concussion? Yeah, with Will, Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they make the point in there. They own a day of the week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do. And so... Uh, and it was, a, you know, it was the day of the week you know, that was previously owned by God. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, that, exactly They're right. telling of the story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. I... And it, it's, they own it so much that... Uh, College football won't do their ball games on Sunday. Yeah. They when they're on January first. January first is supposed to be college football bowl day. And instead they moved it to Monday yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh because of NFL football. That's it is incredible. It's uh, amazing. You know, our 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 church has three services and it's like it was nine, uh, ten thirty and noon, I think, were the three times. Yeah. And I don't know, a couple of years ago, they shifted it to 8.30, 10, and 11.30. So that and you could avoid the I swear uh, that's why they did it. Time. I bet. swear they wanted, because we're in central time, by the way, so the, the NFL game started at noon. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I make the decision of which one we go to 
based on when you know, like the Eagles are playing <laughs> at noon, which they were this past weekend. You're going at eight thirty. I'm not going at eleven thirty. No, I'm going to ten or eight thirty because <laughs> I, you know, like I mean, you know, I don't know if I'm proud of that, but like, hey, if I can get both of them done, you know, why, why wouldn't I? And I swear because when they had it at uh, eleven, uh-huh. or you know, it was uh, yeah, it was eight. No, it was ten, they had it at 10.30. So the 10.30 one would end at, you know, 11.45, and then you're, like, jamming your foot on the gas to get home in time for the start of the games. And, you know, I don't know how many car accidents were caused by this. All of them. All of them. All car accidents And were now we have to wear chest protectors when yeah. we drive. Which Triple eight seven two seven beck it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He's back tomorrow. I'm emotionally scarred from this Little League presentation that I, I received as a coach back, back in the day because it was the only reason this, when I heard this term and they started describing it, the only reason I remembered it was from this presentation. It was before the... Was this it? is the Commodio Cordis thing? Commodio Cordis. Where your heart stops due to blunt force. Blunt force, hard, hard object, right in the right spot at the right time. And so they did this presentation, and this is Texas Little League, right? Yeah, so you know that they're running up against a lot of flack for right. this. Like Texas Little Nobody League, nobody wants like, to wear a chest protector. Uh, even their ch- they don't want their kids wearing a chest protector yeah. when they're pitching. No, and and, and this is it wasn't stupid. even pitching, Pat. It was t- it was t-ball. There's oh my even, gosh, you're kidding! Yeah, it's t-ball, t-ball, and, and you know, and you've watched t-ball <laughs> before. Like the kids I mean, I don't hate hit t-ball to begin with, right. and then you put the tre- chest protector on the kid at first at, at on the mound on the mound. Yeah, come on. And they did this presentation. And it was like wow. It, it was not so only, first of all, it's a rubber ball, right? It's a rubberized. It's a hard, ball. yeah, harder rubberized yeah. ball. And then secondly, the ball's being hit about half a mile an hour yes. back to the if they can reach mound. the mound if, with yeah, the ball, it was like can. a big play. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, only the best kids can get it back to the mouth. <laughs> right. But they were like uh, intense oh, about it man. to the point that they said if because they know. I mean, look, Texas parents are like, come on, rub yeah, some dirt right. in it. Yeah. And so they said, if you are caught with not having your kid with a chest protector on the mound, not only will you be uh, your you will be removed from the league as a coach. My gosh. And your kid will be, uh, you know, I don't know. Put in jail. Ejected. Put in prison. <laughs> thrown in, thrown in, be, in, in a dungeon. I don't know. It was something Your like that. Your kid will be bussed directly to Huntsville. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Guantanamo. I think it was Guantanamo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's even better. <laughs> but they were freaking serious about it. I mean, it was like a length. That was the central thing I remember from it. Because, of course, wow. as a kid, you're, you're, or as a parent of a young kid, you're terrified of every little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't want them falling over and hitting their head on the corner of a table. So you've got like every... You know, as they grow mm-hmm. up. But like, I remember that thing thinking to myself, what are they talking about? I had never heard of it before. I mean, I, you know, I played I'm, Little League all no. when I was a kid and no, it was not even a consideration. No. But so it is, you know, look, it is a rare thing. So it must have happened at some point, yeah. right? And, and even like, in T-ball, maybe. Yeah, it must have been. Or you know, some level of baseball to justify this. I, I mean, don't. That, that's why your lawnmower says don't low, don't <laughs> mow your lawn on the roof or snowblower. You know, snowblower. Yeah, don't, don't snow the snowblower on roof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. somebody's done Somebody it. Somebody did in it. The past. Some brilliant person did it. By the way, that seems like yeah. a, an actually a really good idea. It's dumb. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they. <clears throat> it's one of those things that scars you as a parent as you get into that because you're like, what? Wait, you're saying what could happen? Is it okay for me? And look, if you don't think of that tackle football around the country is going to take a massive hit from what happened last night, I'm talking for kids. It is. It's going. To, I. I yeah, it you know, is. we've been on the fence on this because you know, look, there's. I played tackle football as a kid. 
Me too. We all did, right? Mm -hmm. And in Texas, it is like a different thing. I played in Connecticut. In Texas, like seventh grade seems to be the year that literally every boy plays football. Like it's not even like, even if you don't like football, you just get on the team and play that one year as like a tradition. Yeah. And everybody plays tackle football. Flag football's grown in popularity as some of the health concerns have come out. And so they keep extending how long you can play flag football for a while. It was like till like fourth grade and it was fifth grade, sixth grade. Now it's like, I think all the way to eighth grade. But like, you know, my son desperately wants to play tackle football. My wife does not want my son to play tackle football. You know, and I, I don't want my, I don't want my kid to be, you know, I, I, just as a parent, like, God, if you put him in there and something happens, you're going to blame yourself for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But like, I guarantee mm-hmm. uh, it took a massive hit. Just people watching that game and watching that happen last night to, to protect their kids. There's going to be a lot of kid parents that want to bail on this. Back program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It looks like the first trans prisoner execution is about to take place. Never had one in the United States before. Now, finally, we've we've achieved equality. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's our, our right. goal, right? I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Unless Missouri Governor Mike Parson grants amnesty, uh, Amber McLaughlin, 49, will become the first transgender woman executed in the United States, scheduled to die by injection Tuesday for killing a former girlfriend in 2003. Uh, so there's no, apparently there's no court appeals pending or, or anything, so this might uh, actually happen. The petition also includes reports citing a diagnosis of gender dysphoria. I thought that wasn't a thing anymore. I thought, I thought now, I, I guess only if it's a benefit to the trans person is it now a thing. But uh, gender dif- dysphoria is a condition that causes anguish and other symptoms as a result of a disparity between a person's gender identity and their assigned sex at birth. So that's what their, that's what their lawyer is, is claiming now, uh, that, that they have gender dysphoria so you should grant clemency don't know if that's going to work uh i guess we'll see this is kind of a convoluted sort of upside down situation now yeah it's fascinating because i i thought the way that this the media handles this is when transgender people commit terrible crimes Mm -hmm. then you just say they're not really trans right like Uh, yeah that's what they did with the non-binary mass shooter right they were just like ah we don't believe them like, wait, wait, right, you've wait, been telling what? us for months and years, yeah. we're not allowed to not believe them. Exactly. It's only what they say about themselves. We can't, we can't determine their gender. It's impossible for us to do it. It's only what mm-hmm. they say it is. That's, that's your right. standard, not ours. <laughs> that's right. And then when the guy comes out, he's like, yeah, I'm non-binary. No, you're no, not. No, you're not. No. No, no, you're not. <laughs> no, we want you to be... La, 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 la. We want you to be a, I can't hear a, a you. white incel male. <laughs> so you are a white incel male. Wait, I thought only the person could determine this. That's not the, the way it works anymore. Well, even with George Santos, you know, the, the most popular and most incredible representative in all of Congress now. Uh, <laughs> now they're, they're asking if he's even gay. Oh, because really? Because he's openly gay. That's right. Right? But now, is he really gay? No, he was once married to a woman, so he's not gay. 
Oh, it's all right. Fascinating because like they will. None of this stuff means anything to any of them on the left or in the media. Like it, they don't care exactly right. at all they about. They don't care. Like we get to this point, I think sometimes because of the drumbeat of these daily stories, where we think. Oh, gosh, they're so committed to this transgender cause, that X, Y, and Z. Well, mm-hmm. no, they're not committed at all to the transgender cause. They're committed up until the ex- uh, to the extent that it helps them at that moment. And then when the next moment, when they need to completely reverse their position and say the exact opposite of everything they've been saying, then they will do that. It's incredible. We've seen it with, with the, the women's rights stuff, right? Like Leah Thomas. No, of course Leah Thomas is a woman. Of course. How dare you question how you are inhuman. And then something happens where they have to say how important women are in sports. Mm-hmm. And then they just switch. Yep. They switch completely to now. All you should care about is how important women are in sports. And they get away with all that. Only women can get pregnant. You know, remember yeah, that? Remember that right. One? Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, you guys have been telling us forever that men can get pregnant now. Now only women can get pregnant again. It's like in this, whatever. If it suits them, yes. ever helps them in a given moment. No question. Is all they will do. And this is why I think, like, you know, there's, there's sort of this divide on the conservative side as to whether, you know, to, to boil it down, maybe, is whether you stick with your principles or you embrace their tactics. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether you just say, screw mm-hmm. it, they are constantly being hypocrites. Let's also be hypocrites, right? Like, and and while I don't like that approach, you know, I do. The in moments like this, you understand why it exists. You can understand why someone would say, you know what? I don't care. I don't care if we're going to sound exactly like them and we're flip flopping on something we said five minutes ago. It's what helps us at this moment. And if they're using that tactic, we should use that tactic. I can understand people making that argument, and it's almost that overt. Yeah. Just do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Who cares whether whether it connects with your underlying principles or not? Now, a bigger part of me says you should care, right? Like you, should, you mm-hmm. I don't want to be them. I don't want to be them whether we win or lose a battle here or there or not. I, I don't want to be them. I can't. I can't live with myself. I can't live with myself if I if I turn out like MSNBC in the end. But I can understand why people want to do it. You know, the fighting fire with fire thing is is an understandable instinct at this point. This is incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, it is. And in this George Santos uh, situation, yes, reading a little wait, bit talking more about, about that yesterday. The, uh, no, wait, I want to make sure I understand. Uh-huh. This is the first openly gay <laughs> right. congressman elected as a Republican and a non-incumbent. Exactly. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Yes. And he apparently lied about certain aspects of his life. Yes. And so... You know, yesterday I was a little, I, I maybe flippant about how big a deal it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy has lied extensively, though. Yeah. And just completely misrepresented his life right. to his constituents. And that's what they voted on, yeah. you know, based on the things he said, I guess. Oh, this is not a good story. It's not a good story <laughs> for Republicans at all. I thought we were clear yesterday. Yeah, maybe we I weren't. know. But like, it, this is really bad and it is you bad. shouldn't do it. It's, right. I, I I think the thing I'm most fascinated about is how it was not uncovered beforehand. Like how it took so long, how there was yeah. not a, right. you know, I was. Uh, how did we find out only after the guy's elected? You didn't do any of this research before t- beforehand? 
Like, you know, you went to NYU. Why would you say that if you hadn't been there? Because you know people are going to look it up if you're a Republican. If you're a yeah. Republican, yes. the New York Times is going to go down to NYU and, or make a phone call and say, hey, was George Santos ever enrolled at NYU? And they're going to find out, no, he wasn't. And then that's going to look bad for you. It's a quite quite a commentary on the state of the media, though. I was, ta- I was talking to Doug Gowdy, our great affiliate WGY in Albany this morning. And, you know, his point was, how, where was, where, how come there was no, you know, local newspaper before this election occurred who had uncovered any of this? Where was... Exactly. You know, and it's, it is fascinating, especially in tw- this day and age. Now, I know the media has, there's been a lot of cuts in the media. There's not as many local reporters and all of that. But, like, just considering how many people are obsessed with politics... And all the people that like are on the internet just tweeting for free, digging into every aspect of everybody's life all the time. Mm-hmm. You'd think this would be uncovered. It is remarkable. Number one, it wasn't uncovered. Number two, that he thought he could get away with it. Yeah, incredible. Like, uh, how can that be possible? He claimed until last Wednesday uh, that his mother, Fatima DeVolder, worked her way up to become the first female executive at a major financial institution, and that uh, she also worked in the South Tower of the World Trade Center, and that after the attack, she died a few years later, kind of implying that maybe it was something from the, you know, I don't know, fallout or the building or the uh, asbestos or something in the air that killed her. Uh, apparently, her his mother had never been anything but a, a, a cleaning woman. Um, so there's another massive lie. Uh, she only spoke Portuguese, uh, she was she was a cook and mm-hmm. and a cleaner. Uh, his roommates said that she was hardworking, but she she only uh, cleaned homes and sold food. None of those interviewed by the Times could recall any instance of her working in finance. Several chalked up the story to Santos' ten, tendency for myth making. Apparently, he was well known by his friends for just making stuff up. All the time. <laughs> Who has friends the like that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, Jeffy, know. we do have friends. Yeah, well, Jeffy. that's true. Jeffy, yeah. I could definitely see doing something like this. He said he attended some prestigious private institution in the Bronx, the Horace Mann School, uh, and dropped out in 2006. There's no record of him ever attending that. It's, this is the weird I mean, thing about it's amazing. This. It's oddly specific. Yeah, it is. Right? You know, so you could track it down and check it. You know, yeah, right. Like, Stupid to lie like that. Right. Like, if you could say, I, you know, I worked in finance. I went finance. to a private school. Yeah, I went to a private school. I, w- I was in finance. Like, mm-hmm. that, that would be difficult to track down. To, I mean, who even knows what the Horace Mann School is, right? Like, you'd have to. Right. Have, Unless you live in New York. Right. And I'm sure. It's fairly well known. Right. The, um. The it reminds me of um, Catch Me If You Can, the, mo- the Leonardo oh, yeah. DiCaprio movie. Where yeah, but that was the '60s, you know. Yeah, it was a little harder to track things down without the internet. Exactly, but like he was, that was what he was doing. He would have these very specific backstories that he told to people to fool them and and to manipulate them. Um, and I, you know, it, it was a great documentary. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I didn't think Leo did that stuff. But it's like. In 2023, and I guess he didn't get away with it, right? I mean, he hasn't even been sworn in yet, and he's already under lots of pressure to resign. But today's the day. Yeah. And I think, uh, look, the most likely thing, especially with the type of margins in the House we're talking about, is normally, I think, in a normal situation, he would get so much pressure that they probably, the Republicans would be like, ah. Remove him. Remove him. You should resign. They would put pressure on him internally. With a five-seat majority... I, I, I will not be surprised if he makes it through this. 
every once in a while this happens you know like the candidates go through like really crazy stuff it seems like they're going to to resign but, but, but let's be clear democrats wouldn't resign over this no they wouldn't, they wouldn't even acknowledge it again look what biden is light about his entire life mm-hmm. i mean we knew that during the first uh presidential campaign he ran back in 1988 when he claimed that he graduated with three degrees he had one he claimed that he was at the top of his class. He was near the bottom. Mm-hmm. He was certainly in the bottom third of his class. Uh, he claimed all kinds of things that just weren't true, and he even admitted it. There was a we played this a, a few weeks ago on uh, on my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, that w- where he's admitting back then to exaggerating to make a point, and he said he does it all the time. Yeah, well, and he does. And I, it, but it's okay for him, right? Because he's folksy, right? And it's funny because like that's essentially the defense of what we were just describing from the friends of George Santos, who were saying like, look, you know, he's just a, he just makes lots of stuff up. He's always making stuff up, like that. He, that is essentially Biden's fifty-year excuse for this problem. Yeah, no, that's just Joe being Joe. Joe being Joe. You know, yes, he lies. He makes stuff mm-hmm. up all the time. He describes personal memories from his life that but it's, didn't exist. It's charming. What was the thing where you remember back? I guess this was. I can't remember which campaign he's run for. He's ran, he's so, ran many so many times. times. But it was the uh, Katie's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Restaurant, was it? Yes. Katie's restaurant, his uh, hometown that had been closed for decades. And yeah. I can't remember the details of it. But like he every single time this man has run uh, for any office, he has he has been in a controversy where he's made up multiple things. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was, uh, the other one was, uh, I mean, he was talked about the, uh, it was one of the presidents making a speech on TV. He remembered seeing it and the TV oh, had yeah, been invented. Oh, yeah, 1929. Yeah, he watched uh, FDR in 1929 or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, it had been invented. Yeah. all of those things. I mean, he's had, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say he's had at least 100 of those moments that oh, are I the equivalent that, or yeah. more or worse than anything George Santos did. Definitely. And no one cared. Definitely. No one cared. They were all just little quirks. Oh, Joe Biden, he, he occasionally does go off the rails a little bit, but we <laughs> love him. And that's why we give him a big Joe Biden hug. Oh, we love yeah. good old Uncle Joe. George Santos is Satan, however. Mm-hmm. And, and let's write, what has there been? Eight Eight pieces in the New York Times about this guy. Easy. Who, again, yeah, was, uh, if you did not live in New York, I guarantee you had never heard his name before. You, you had never heard mm-hmm. of him before the New York Times started flying reporters to Brazil to look at court records from when he was a teenager. Incredible. Really Hunter amazing. Biden. He gave you a laptop with every <laughs> single interaction he has had mm-hmm. over multiple years, which included him with hookers, with drugs, with potentially shady business dealings. Yep. You had all of it, and you ignored it for at least a year before you even admitted it really was a laptop of Hunter and Biden. Then, even after you admit it, you continue to ignore it. Yep. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up. The Glenn Back Program. It's Pat and Stuper Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Hey, over the break, uh, did you see what Michelle Obama had to say about Barack? 
Uh, fascinating. I think she was on, was she on the coven? Uh, you know, the view with the little coven that they have. <laughs> the coven. They get the witch's brew in the middle of it. And, and then they you know, had Michelle in there talking to him uh, about, you know, the past. I, people think I'm being catty by saying this. It's like there were 10 years well, I couldn't stand my husband. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wait, wait, what? That's so great. I mean, and the first thing that comes to mind is, well, okay, well, great. We got some common ground with you that I didn't think we ever had. <laughs> That's, That's a sort of bipartisanship I didn't know yeah, existed. Yeah. We I, also couldn't, couldn't stand, stand your, your husband. husband. And as a matter of fact, still can't. You say that. You <laughs> say that. years. And guess when it happened? When uh, those kids were little, right? Oh, right. Right. Yes. Because, right. When you were like, you know, you can he was be a senator and you were coming into the yeah. White House? Right. And the first years of the presidency, they were little. So that's when you couldn't stand him? Interesting. I wish we had that's that information something? back in the day. It's interesting. Know. Fascinating. Why would you ever say that in public about your husband when you're both so high profile? Oh, really good. bizarre. But that's who she is. This is the Glenn Beck Program.